Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 The Score, an ISU Redbird alum. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special, and here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 25th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrell here with you this evening on January 28th, 2019, welcoming listeners to the 25th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm here tonight as your host for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, as we have a very special interview that will be featured on this 25th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. So I sat down with somebody that a lot of people know in the game of Major League Baseball, and... A lot of people know a lot about him and his role with working with pitchers, but uh, a lot of people don't know that he was a player as well before that. And uh, we're going to get into a lot of that detail, all things Chicago White Sox, as Sox Fest just passed, so I hope everybody enjoyed uh, those festivities, you know, around the city of Chicago. I was at that as well as a fan, though, so there were a lot of exciting things, but we're going to talk about... Not the hitting, but we're going to talk about the pitching on this episode as I sat down with White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper, who graciously took time to be a part of the show this week. And we talked to him about his playing career. He spent four years in the majors from 1981 to 1982 with the Minnesota Twins, pitching for the Toronto Blue Jays in 1983, and then finally pitching his fourth and final year in Major League Baseball in the majors with the New York Yankees. He's been a pitching coach for the Chicago White Sox from 2002 and so far. far. And he's been a really key piece to how these pitchers have developed. He's helped out anybody from a young rookie out of the draft through the minors to the majors, uh, turning them into a really successful pitcher, but also taking on players like Jeff Samarja, Francisco Liriano, and other pitchers that have needed to work and been projects to fix or help. And Don Cooper is the man you can trust in baseball to do just that. So we sat, I sat down and talked to Don Cooper, the White Sox pitching coach, about the duties he does as in his role as a pitching coach for the White Sox that a lot of people don't know about and how much... His playing career has helped him to be a great teacher throughout his tenure as a pitching coach and a role model to young pitchers and veterans in the game of Major League Baseball. And we're going to go a little bit back in the past as well to his first pitching uh, debut in the majors back in 1981. So we're going to talk to him about that. And we're going to obviously talk about the pitchers coming through the system in the minor leagues. Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, how those guys are doing, Zach Birdie, a lot of the young uh, other pitchers in the minors and also the major league ones, how he feels about Nova, and so many other things. So here's the interview I had this afternoon with White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper. Don Cooper, thank you uh, for your time. We want to welcome you to Will's Fifth Quarter Special. It's, it's a sports show that is for the average sports fan. And uh, we cover collegiate, professional sports, and the White Sox. So glad to have you on for the first time. We appreciate it. 
You're welcome. I like talking baseball. You're a nice guy, so I, I'm gonna we're gonna talk to you and your friends. Okay. So first off, a lot of people don't completely know what a pitching coach does. So give us a little bit of insight on some of your duties uh, that you have uh, done as a pitching coach. Well, you're right. A lot of people don't know what goes on, really. I mean, they it's total preparation for each game and total preparation with each guy for each individual game, whether it be the starting pitcher, you know, getting everybody the information and the game plan uh, on what we're going to try to do to get people out. You know, uh, another thing is that I, I certainly can see our pitcher's strengths. And, you know, to a, a real degree, we want to keep those strengths strong and we want to work on their weaknesses so we can round out their repertoire so they can do more things. The more things a pitcher can do to a hitter with more pitches to both sides of the plate, you know, it puts more element of doubt and, and unsureness in a hitter's mind, and that's what you want to do. So we're looking to build, you know, keep strength strong and build, build on what we feel are weaknesses or areas of improvement. Yeah, and I know you pride yourself a lot on uh, helping young players and uh, developing them, helping pitchers that need the uh, most help possible, and just helping them reach their potential. And I looked, I did a little digging, and I remember when you played for the Twins back in 81, you played your first game against Oakland and uh, in your Major League debut. So if you could uh, touch on a little bit what that meant and uh, how you were able to translate that into helping uh, young players like through this rebuild uh, reach their full potentials? Well, real quickly, I mean, my playing career sitting here right now seems like a, just a blip on, on the radar screen, you know. It seems small. It seems a long time away. I, you know, I'm proud that I was good enough to achieve the major leagues, and I probably got around two years of playing in the, uh, in the major leagues as a player. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I was good enough to get there, but I guess not good enough to, to stay. Part of it was opportunity. I never got the real opportunity I was hoping for, but that's the way the ball bounced. I, I didn't have a pity party. I just kept moving. Um, but I'm much better suited to be a coach than I ever was a player. Uh, and I've been coaching now well more than I was a player. Well, much longer. And I know there's probably so many pitchers you've worked with over your years with the White Sox, especially. Can you remember the first pitcher you helped, like maybe a young one in the minors or a veteran that you uh, helped in uh, your role as a pitching coach for the first time? Oh, you know what? There's a lot of names. You know, if I threw out a name, you would... Keith Shepard was a guy, and and, and uh, oh, I can't forget his name right now, but but Keith Shepard was a guy. He was, we were in double A and we just kept working. He had, you know, he was a kid that I remember. That's a long, long time ago. Johnny Ruffin is another kid a long, long time ago. I mean, that's when I first started coaching and, and there were, there's others that got to the big leagues, but there was another one too, a kid that had spent like 12 years in the minor leagues and he got to the big leagues with the White Sox. I believe it was, She's in the 90s. It was in the 90s somewhere, and, and, and the name is slipping. Jeff, Jeff something or other, and it's, it's just slipping my mind right now. Uh, it'll come to me. Schwartz, Jeff Schwartz. You know, Schwartz, yeah, I remember him. Jeff yeah. Schwartz. 
those are kids. These are kids I had in Double A, and like I said, Schwartz played 12 years in the minors or something like that, and never got a chance. And we were able to work and get him a little more consistent, and he was able to reach his dream. And so was the kid uh, Keith Shepard. Yeah, those are a lot of good names. I know I wasn't around at that time, but my dad. Let just... me tell you something. Those are names from long. There's not going to be many people that are yeah. going to know those names. You know, I'd yeah, be and surprised. I... And I just think the reason I brought it up especially is there's such a great history, you know, with you pit, uh, coaching these pitchers for the White Sox and the pitchers that have come through this organization. There's a very storied history with it. And Let, let, let me just comment to that. Let me just comment to that. I, I'm real lucky that 31 or 32 years ago I hooked up with the White Sox. I have no idea how how lucky it was at the time, but I've been very, very lucky, fortunate, blessed to be a coach with the White Sox for 32 years. And uh, a big part of that is our owner. Um, and and a, another part of that is we work hard, you know, uh, you know, and, and been lucky enough to stick around in one place. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that and uh, lucky to have it. And we're we're glad to have you here. And there's so many pitchers. I it, there wouldn't be enough time to mention every name of the the players currently on the major league club and the pitching for the White Sox and the minors. There's just so much talent. A lot of credit to you and your staff, Renteria, the the scouts. There's so many people that have been a part of that process to this point. What excited no you the most when Rick Hahn, uh told uh, all of you that the rebuild was beginning? What excited you about? Uh, the idea of helping these pitchers that are now coming pretty close to the majors? Well, you know, once we made the decision to rebuild, if you remember, we traded Quintana and Sale. And they were our two biggest pieces, to you know, to get the most talent back. And once you do that, you know the rebuild is on. You know, you don't trade – a future Hall of Famer, and another solid pitcher for the heck of it. You know, you keep those guys. But, we, we again, we elected to rebuild. The rebuild has is, is been a trying period. But it's also one that we know there's going to be difficult times, last year being very difficult. We can see ourselves coming out of the rebuild now. We're creeping closer. You know, we're creeping closer. We are going to get there, but it's a process. And the process is probably a little bit more than halfway done, I'll say. Um, so, so, you know, everybody becomes important. All of the young guys, whether they be position players or pitchers, to find out who can be a part of that future. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's something that you look forward to, to working with and, and trying to see who can help us. Yeah, and there's a lot of good team chemistry. I think that's one of the things a lot of fans could see, you know, just being at the Sox Fest recently as well, just seeing these guys up close, each of you, just seeing what this team is going to do is going to be very exciting. And I'm wondering, of the young players that are close to coming up, uh, I know you've talked about a few out there before, but what's one name you can pick out that is exciting you the most for his uh, future to come up and just, be part of that success you were talking about. Well, you know, Dylan Cease is a kid. That's the name I'll talk about. Saw a video of him last year around this time. And I, I saw video clips of him in, in some games, a small sample size in A-ball. He was in A-ball. And I said, this kid 
looks pretty good. I like the way he looked. He gave me a good feel. You know, mechanically, he looked good. He threw his pitches, had a good body, a lot of good things, attributes, assets, gifts that he has. And he's got good stuff. And last year, he went on to have a really, really good season. And now he's our probably, he's our top prospect, pitching wise. And, uh, you know, we have a chance to see him sometime this year. But uh, he won't start the year with us. But uh, he'll have stuff to go down on and continue to work on to be as prepared as he can be for when he comes up to the big leagues. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when he comes. So, uh, but he still has stuff to do, and we'll, we'll take care of that. But that's the, that's the name I'll bring up. Yeah, no, I, that's actually the one I had, too. Uh, just seeing what he did uh, in the Cubs minor leagues and then coming to the White Sox, he just made it his own. And I'm also wondering, there's a lot of pitching moves they've made in the offseason in uh, the scouting department, you know, under Rick Hahn and uh, with your help. What do you think of some of the guys they brought in, like Kelvin Herrera coming over and uh, Alex Kalman? What do you think of some of those guys coming to the club? Well, both Kalame and Herrera coming to the club instantly makes our bullpen better. If I, You know, we saw, we've seen Herrera for quite a while now because he pitched for Kansas City. If he's still throwing like he did in Kansas City, we've got a guy that's going to be able to take care of uh, – one inning, you know, like the seventh or eighth inning, possibly even the ninth. Same, and you know, the same holds true for Colome, you know. So because he's a he he closed in Tampa, he pitched the seventh and eighth inning in Seattle. We've got him now. So those are two great acquisitions for our bullpen combined with now hopefully a healthy Nate Jones, who's already proven he can handle an inning. Oh, he's an incredible with, pitcher. Along with. Uh, Jace Fry, who had a a nice year, first year in the big leagues last year. If he can repeat that, you know, he's going to help us as well. So right there, there's four guys in the bullpen. And there's others out there, too, that we expect to get people out, whether it be a Juan Manaya, a, a Hamilton, a Frere, um, you know, and there's other names. That I'm, a Covey, possibly. Covey's either going to be a starter or possibly a reliever. Um, Bummer. You know, there's lots of names that are going to be in this mix. And hopefully, you know, we had a couple more guys before spring training starts. Yeah, and that's probably the exciting part. There's so many pitchers available and free agency left or trades, whatever fits the team best in that core. So my final question for you um, towards this interview is, what are your predictions for the season? You know, it's still early on. You know, obviously there's spring training, a lot to be done till that point, but when you get to that first game in Kansas City, what are your hopes for the way your pitchers will start uh, this upcoming season? All right, well, here's what I'll tell you. We are going to be ready to go come day one. As far as our season goes, we're going to be better than last year. We make a few more additions. You know, you never know. Baseball's a funny game. If it bounces your way, we might be able to make some hay this year. You know, we're looking to take another step forward with guys like, uh, Rodon, with guys like Lopez, with guys like Giolito, with a guy like Nova. And, if, again, if we made some more, get some more people, another couple of people, we got a shot because uh, our division is not quite – hey, Cleveland's good again. Minnesota always plays us tough. We have tough series with them. But Detroit and Kansas City, they're kind of in the same spot that we were in, we're in, you know. So you never know is what I'm saying. We're still building for the future. And, you know, everybody's picked, you know, thinking we're going to be real good in 2020, but that doesn't stop all of us 
from coming to the ballpark every day, preparing and trying and wanting to win that night, that day, you know, because that's, uh, that dictates our whole, our whole vibe, you know, but you know, we're going to have, we will have a team that hustles and plays hard. We might have a team that, you know, still is growing, you know, they might still be some growing pains still to come and developing things, but we'll play hard and we'll try to play as smart as we can. And uh, we'll try to put the guys in the best position where they can succeed as much as we can. And then it becomes like, uh, then we'll find out how good we are. You know, nobody picked us in 05. Nobody picked us to get in in 2008, you know, to the playoffs. So, you know, we're looking to get back into the playoffs. And hopefully, you know, I, 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 I'll say a prayer, you know, that uh, maybe we can get in this year. You know, that that's my hope. Yeah, and we – here at the show can't hope nothing but the best for you your staff and the team so don cooper we want to thank you here at will's fifth quarter special for your time and your um insight we want to wish you and the organization nothing but the best of luck and uh moving forward you know three weeks coming up for spring training so safe travels to that in arizona and uh can't wait to see you guys out there we're very looking forward to it okay my friend and you guys stay warm in chicago take care now we're going to get into the segment that ends the show that everybody enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guests, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie, comparing it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite. So now we, I am going to give my sports movie moment choice for this 25th episode of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk. So mine's a really interesting one. I had to really think about this one, you know, relating it to uh, our main topic today, which is the White Sox. And it's going to be um, – I'm, I'm a little in it between them a little bit here. But I'm going to have to choose a baseball movie because we're talking about baseball. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with The Final Season, and it's a movie that was done uh, based on a true story, a team in Iowa uh, at Norway High School, and they were a really well-known team for their success, but they were a really small town, so they had to close down their school after that baseball season that was coming up, and they were going to merge with a bigger school, and that happens almost anywhere in high in sports um, in the high school level, if you know they have low enrollments, they have to merge the schools. Uh, that's been a continuing trend these days. But this is a really well-known baseball team. They have a really known uh, coach in Van Soik, um, and he wasn't going to be coaching that 20th, uh, like the movie title, the final season that his team would have, the Nora baseball team. Uh, they wouldn't let him be a part of it. They wanted to bring on a coach that maybe would be a joke, uh, wouldn't do too well, and then that would help the school board that wanted the schools to merge, uh, to merge, you know, so that was kind of their ploy, but my scene is going to be, it's Coach Kent Stock, you know, he was an assistant under uh, Coach Van, so like, did not, he played baseball, um, you know, when he was young, in his younger years, but he didn't have a lot of coaching experience with it, you know, coaching players like that, but he, he comes into it, and 
this is a team that has a lot of different personalities. You know, really good hitters. You know, players coming from different areas, different backgrounds. Uh, the the player Mitch, uh, that named Mitch, that came. Uh, you know, he was a troubled youth in Chicago. His dad was from the area of Norway. Brings his son there. You know, leaves him with his grandparents. Like, hey, you got to get your act together. They're going to help you do that. This town will help you do that. He obviously knew something. And uh, Kent Stock took a chance on him seeing him pitch in the batting cage. But so many different, you know, players, you know, with talents, personalities. And that's what this team was. They meant something to this town, you know, not just their current playing that they had in that final season throughout the movie, but their history that carried to that. You know, it was the heart and soul of that part of the town of Iowa. And the scene I'm going to choose is they were in the locker room. They're getting ready to face uh, their final team, and they're facing a pitcher named Reed Ellis, who's controlled 92 miles an hour, according to the player from Norway, Sammy, that mentioned that during uh, Coach Kent Stock's final pep talk for the Norway team's history, uh, as that was their last game as Norway. Um, and he talked about one main thing. You know, he talked about, oh, you know, this is your final game together, not just together as one team, but for this school, you know, for your town. And you guys, you know, you guys are going to be merged pretty soon. You know, he talked a little bit about the history of that, those situations, merging schools, uh, baseball teams in their final seasons. But he said, you can set a record, you know, and, you know, this guy, we have to play strong defense. We have to prepare for when he makes a mistake. And doesn't, he said, he talked about basically how it didn't matter where the pitcher was, who it was, how talented he was, it's how you play the game together and uh, how hard you work to get here. And the one line he mentioned that stands true to any sports fan or player, especially in Major League Baseball, I can imagine, is how do you want to be remembered? You know, they went out, they won that game. Of course, those schools merged at the end, but they they made history for that school in their final game in their final season so that's why it's called the final season and I compare that to Chicago White Sox because you know the, the White Sox had you know a new coach come in during this rebuild and that was Ricky Renteria a baseball mind that knew what he needed to do and he was really good with players and coach Kent Stock was really good with these players on this team not just the way Van Soik was with getting them to a talented level but he related to these players you know he connected to them on a certain level uh, of communication, which uh, Don Cooper as well is very well known for as a pitching coach. But my point being at this comparison, the White Sox had a lot of new players coming up and they needed to, uh, to build that identity the way this Norway team was uh, trying to find their identity with a new coach uh, and a lot of talented players. And the White Sox have a lot of talented players and their pitching staff, uh, Al Kansen and, uh, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, Ian Hamilton, Zach Thompson, Diago Vieira, uh, Connor Pilkington that was just picked last year. So many other names. The list goes on and on with how talented this pitching staff is. And the rotation is going to be really good this year, I think, in my opinion. But the, the, the message I take from that movie to compare to the White Sox is this is a team that plays hard no matter what. Ricky's boys don't quit, I think, were mentioned or, reminds me of what that Norway team did in that movie based on that true story so that is my sports movie moment choice I, I think it's a really important one that needed to be emphasized uh, when you think about the White Sox because a lot of people think about how talented a prospect is 
How could he do in the majors comparing them to players? That doesn't really matter. It matters how hard the player plays on their own, their path that player takes on his own with his teammates, the camaraderie, the communication, and building a solid foundation. So that's my worst movie moment choice. If you haven't seen the final season, you got to go check that one out. That is all the time we have in episode 25 of Will's fifth quarter special. Tune in next time as we'll be having our usual Facebook Live next week or sometime this week. That's all the time we have in our episode. That's all the time we have in episode 25 of Will's fifth quarter special. Tune in next time as we'll be having our another Facebook Live later this week to talk more fifth quarter sports talk topics in collegiate and professional sports. And we will announce what our plans are and guest co-hosts for episode 26 upcoming. I want to thank our special guest appearance, White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper, who took time out of his day to speak with me and to be a part of our show in the fifth quarter sports talk. He was very excited to be and very enthusiastic to be a part of this show. So uh, Don Cooper, we appreciate your time, uh, interest in the show, and we hope you keep tuning in because uh, we we love talking about the White Sox, how great you do for the team, and uh, hope that you spread the word on the fifth quarter sports talk we do here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. So, uh, Coop, thank you for your time, and uh, best of luck with spring training and pitchers and catchers reporting in a few weeks, uh, uh, my friend. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farlow, along with our special guest, White Sox pitching coach Don Cooper, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials at WilliamDFarlow.com. To join the sports conversation and share any opinions or thoughts on all sports, head to the Twitter page at WilliamDFarlow. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.